You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kivalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, is it proper or is it, some, is, it, is it a positive thing to buy life insurance? You have to buy life insurance. Maybe buying life insurance, especially if you're a young person, uh, shows that you don't believe that God is going to take care of you. Oh, oh, or if you buy life insurance and you, strike, you write all these things down about how you might die, is that like some sort of ayin hara? Is that like opening your, your opening the possibilities? Again, I, I don't know. If, to me, I mean, I, I have bought life insurance. I'm sure all of you have too. But it's interesting that people would have asked that question. I'm sure he didn't make the question up. Let's see what he says. There's there there is nothing wrong with uh, buying life insurance. Rabelsky is saying you should definitely buy life insurance. And we see takonos chazal are basically similar to life insurance. If you were misach the you see what we're worried about about how life, what life curveballs life throws you. We know that if it, if, if, if widowhood occurs, which is death, she's going to have something. And we know if there is land that's earmarked for the ksuba, it has to be left alone. A person is an oni. And the only stuff that he has is things that have been earmarked for the ksuva. We let him take tzaka. We don't say sell that land. We say, no, no, that's got to be there for her. That's her ksuva. You might die. That has to be for her. Isn't that really life insurance? Meaning that there's money put away for your relatives that they're going to have after you die. And what was the purpose of this? Because we understand what it's like, especially if you're in an advanced age, to lose uh, the bread earner, the wage earner in the family. According to, to, to live for one or two years, that's really what it's about. Chazal, it's to help her, but also because we want to make sure that she doesn't become a ward of the state, that there is monies for her available. And the investment... Uh, yes, Jackie. You're, you're right, they are different, but the idea of it is the same. Why is it that you buy life insurance? Because if you will die, you want your wife to be taken care of, right? That's the whole point, that she'll have money. The life insurance goes to the family. So it's a way to, it, it, you're right, the two things are technically not the same. But Bravelsky's telling us that the idea behind them is the same. And the same exuva is a very hallowed idea, something nobody is going to stay away from. Well, anybody, you should have the same feeling and attitude towards uh, buying a life insurance policy. Um, he goes on to say, We know that, let's say, a man uh, is married. Uh, he dies without children. So, um, even though the other brother will come, a brother will come and do Yibam, according to the halach, the way it was in the time of Chazal, um, whatever the uh, the first brother had has to pay off for Ksuva. And the Yavim can't say, well, I'm taking over. I want some, I, I, that, that money goes to me. Even though he gets ever, all the Nechosim, he gets everything else. He's, he's Yochum al Shem Ochev 
the, the, the brother, but not the stuff for the ksuba. That stays. You see how much we care. We're worried about her. She's getting a new husband. But still, look, that, that money is, is, is saved. As many of us who've done Dafyomi have at least gone through some of them. And if you think about it, that the Ksuv itself hardly pays anything today for a woman. Um, really, the best way we can do what a Ksuva was supposed to do, he says, is to buy an insurance policy. Because Again, with ksuva, there's all machlekas, how much, I don't know if he's going to get into it, how much the ksuva is worth, how much do we, uh, what do we consider a ksuva in terms of money, um, and especially if if there's issues where um, it's a second marriage or something like that, where there might be issues with the children, uh, paying the woman, that's not so simple to collect on a ksuva, an insurance policy, Rav Belsky is being machadish, is a way to create the idea of the ksuva without a real ksuva. Um, it's not like we have ksuva with lands that people had and now she has a piece of property. In fact, so even though according to the Allah and the Gemara and the Mishnah, the Mishnah and the Gemara, a woman only collects with her ksuva from land, after the time of the Gemara said she can even get from whatever property she finds. What is the karka? The karka of Chazal's time, which everybody had land, people were farmers, and once she had it, she had money, is today some sort of money that's earning interest, which is the insurance policy. You never know what's going to happen. A person's got to make sure. And again, I, again, even if you're young, I would be me. I don't know if my son Chaim has one, but I would be me. I him, of course. And I'm sure all of you have children. Probably should be me. I them to get out an insurance policy. I hope so. That's, doesn't mean you don't believe in God. It doesn't mean you don't believe that the person, right? Think about Suva teaches us, listen, I know that I should live and live to be 120, but still know that those facts, anything can happen at any time. Okay, I've got bitochon. Somehow, who knows what will happen? We'll win the lottery, we won't need to put this money away every year. And they're going to go with his betachan. In other words, it's all depend on God. You know what? It's good to be about betachan. Uh, again, I, I've talked to you about some certain financial struggles I've been having, and, and we've all talked to each other and said, we have to have betachan, Hashem will take care of things. Yes, but that's for yourself. You want to be about betachan for yourself? That's all right. You've got to be more than just Make sure they have something. That was the Rashiva of Tayyar Vadas, of the Kailan Tayyar Vadas, was called Beis Medrash Elia. 
was Medrash Elyon, who was in Muncie, they talked about uh, health, about life insurance, and that's when people were selling life insurance a lot. In the 40s and 50s, it became very, very common. And Rishon Hyman says, I'm very much for it. Okay, interesting question again. <laughs> Obviously today, Mitzvah Shem, as my father would say, hopefully you should never use it. Here's another Shiloh, very much a 2020 question. Census. We know that every 10 years in America, based on the Constitution, what does it have to be? There has to be enumeration of the population. Kobesav, I just did it a couple of days ago. I have. I think I might still have the thing right here. There you see, census. Yeah, I just got it right over here. I did it online, but I've got it. Just I'm sure you did. So Kobesav tapasim. What does it mean? Everybody who's the head of the household, they sent it to me. You have to fill out. show Miss Minyam How many people living in this house? Yeah, so I had to fill it out. Six people here. So I had to fill that out. Because remember, the Eisenbergs are down in the basement. But we know there's a problem of counting Jews. Hmm. And it's brought in the Mogan Avram. Or maybe you could be moderate. I'm not, it's not like they're, they're counting them. I'm going with my finger and counting them. I'm just writing down the number. Or maybe another way to look at it is because it's not just counting Jews. We're counting the whole population of America. So should you not be involved in the census? Because in a way, you're part of counting the Jews. And we know what happened in the time of David HaMelech. The David HaMelech had created, uh, you can read about it at the end of uh, Sefer um, Shmuel Aleph. You can read about the fact that um, that the was, I'm sorry, not Shmuel Aleph, at the end of Shmuel Beis. That you could, no, the Anishmalalf, you can read about the fact that there was a Dever, right? That was a Dever, Shmuel Beis, I'm sorry, that there was a Dever that came because they counted, David Melech counted Klau Yisrael. So he says, first of all, the Israel is to count Yisrael Dafke, also Mamanus is Yisrael. And wherever you find, even though it's brought in the Rambam, and the Hilchas Tamidim Musafim, not to count Klau Yisrael, um, because that's where he talks about the Machsas HaShekel. He says, So it's all about the Misper B'nai Yisrael. So here, this is a counting of the whole world, the whole United States population. It's not that we're trying to count Jews. They're not trying to count Jews. Now, people who are counted aren't asked in Mehudim. You don't, you're not asked if you're a Jew or not. It does say your race, by the way. It keeps on asking you. It keeps on asking. I've got it right here, but you guys, all, I'm sure all of you have it. It does ask you, it, oh, everything's falling. It does ask you what your race is, right? It asks you the, your race and, and things like that. So, um, but it doesn't ask you if you're Jewish. Even if there are some where it asks you, hey, do you want to put it in your religion? You don't have to answer. You know, it's, not, it's not like the government is counting everybody, plus they're also counting the amount of Jews in the country. Even if you decide to answer on some of these questionnaires that you're a Jew, most people don't answer what their religion is. 
It's not like you're part of the counting of Jews. There's never going to be a, 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 an exact uh, counting, like David HaMelech did, about the amount of Jews. Because we know the Jews, many Jews people are not going to write that they're Jewish. You're not part of that, 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 that action of counting the Jews of America. That's not happening. Uh, and he says, in Eretz Yisrael, it was a good question. There was Gedolim, there were post-Kemul held, that when Israel tried to do the census, where it's mostly, and they actually are trying to count the Jews and not the Arabs, that they said, you can't answer, and there's a big tshuva from Tzitzel on this, Rebbe Yezer of Waldenberg, who was Av Bezdin, Yerushalayim, because there it's about B'nai Yisrael. <laughs> so therefore, there was a, a, a tzad that you don't take part in the census, even though you're not counting, but you're part of that uvda. So in Israel, there might be a shy, when there might be, Rebbe Belsky is saying, there might be a reason to refuse to take part in the census. Afokan b'America, he doesn't see any shy at all. And therefore, like we said, the fact that you're asking how many people are in the family or how many people live in the household, that's not really called a minion. Anyway, interesting question about, you can see people are being machmar census and uh, health insurance. Let's go have a couple minutes. Let's go to the next Shiloh. Um, this, unfortunately, is, is very relevant. Um, the Gemara says in Brochus that there are certain people that need shimur. They should always have someone with them. Who is that? Chayla. An ill person, Yeledes, Chosen, Bekala, an Ovel, a Talmachochem at night. So now the question is like this How about a non Jewish uh, worker, a non Jewish health worker? Goya Mitapelis, a or a maid. Could that count as the Shomer for the Chola? Um, and we know that, it, uh, we know that a, a, a woman who just gave birth needs to have Shimur. What about that? So let's see what Rebelsky says. And of course, this could be very relevant. A question could you could understand there are people uh, that are by themselves, people who, because of COVID, are all by themselves, um, and they need Shimur. Uh, so what would be the din here? So first he says, what do we mean to need Shimur? Again, going to what we were talking about yesterday, Mazikim, these are spiritual energies that are dangerous. And when it comes to Shmira from a mazik, as we said yesterday with our Moshe being able to, his psak can, can somehow squash the mazikim, this that we say, the presence of another person can fend off mazikim. Because remember, these are people that have already begun to fall, so to speak. In other words, a chola, a yoledes, uh, these are people that, even a chosen who is striving to go up to a madrega. Let's talk about the chol. The chol is already sort of in bad shape, so therefore the uh, the negative energies can get there even more. That's the idea of why a chol needs shmira from mazikim. So what can create shmira? What can create shmira, Rebelsky says, is a Jew, but uh, not a non-Jew. So mishum shahashed mitgarabed, as we said, or mishum shuhura maslam. Or because either the shade wants to attack them because they're trying to reach a madrega like a chosen and kala, or because they've already something wrong has happened. They've already gotten ill, and now the floodgates are open. We don't want those uh, those spiritual negative energies to come. 
as I said, he's jealous of them, so since this is about a spiritual mazik, so therefore, what you need, even by a choyla, a shmir of a goy doesn't help. Okay, shmir of a goy doesn't help, but you're going to see a chiddush in a minute. We do hire non-Jewish people to sit there, help, be there for an ill person. That's not what that has nothing. That can't help for what Chazal are worried about. That's mamishmiras haguf. <laughs> That's talking about making sure to call the police, to, to call the oxygen, to get the ambulance, uh, to make sure they're eating. Of course, it's not going to be owed. But if this is true, every chayla has got two problems. One problem is he's a chayla. He needs help. He needs someone to help him get to the bathroom, someone to give him water, someone to call 911, someone to put the oxygen there. On the other hand, every chayla, because of their uh, decreased situation, is open to spiritual hezek. That's what we've been learning about. That's what the Gemara and Brachas is talking about. But unfortunately, you don't always have the, to be able to get a person there. So, especially if they have an elder mother or father, and the kids have all lived some other places, and they're all entrenched other places, and now the, the, the older parent is not living with them, or let's say now in the COVID situation where you're afraid to go. So who's there? Who's there to worry about the Shmira from the Mazik? Not from the necessarily the COVID, but from the mazik, from the spiritual idea of shadim and, and varm kazeh. So, what do you do? They're trying to do what they can. So, how is that taken care of? So, Ravelsky is going to be machadish something. We'll see in a minute. Bito chabayis ain't a let us The whole idea of 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 the of the of the shed is leaving the house, right? Obviously, if Nebuch, uh, if you have uh, a person that has a nurse, and the nurse is the one who's taking care of a, a person who Nebuch, uh, they're not letting anybody else in the family in. Don't worry about mazikim. Because he's not leaving the hospital. It's only going to be outside that you have to worry about it. And he brings a Taisvis to prove that. He says, But if the Chayu the, the has to go outside, for therapy or something like that, so you should send a, 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 a Jewish person to be Malava the Chayu. And the same thing is true with, of course, a Chosan and a, a, a woman who's given birth. Now, that is Rebelski's Kiddush. And Rebelski feels it's based on Teisus. I know what Rabbi Yaakov Emden writes, you look in the Gemara and Brochus, that this idea of Shemira applies even in the house. And the great Paisik, the Arach HaShulchan, Rabbi Chil Epstein says it's the same thing when it talks about a Chosen, that he needs Shemira even in the house. If you look, even though it's true, that's what those achreinim say. 
But if you look in the Ramah in Eben Ezer, when he talks about the Chosen, the Chi of Shmir is only Bashuk, because he writes, the Chosen is also to do Malacha during the, during the week of the wedding. Many by the way, are not makbar on this. You know, they're in their honeymoon state and the guy goes out without anybody with him. He goes, his wife can accompany him. But they should, like sometimes, you know, they're, they're at the hotel and the husband goes out to, to get bagels or something. No, that's Osir. That's is not supposed to go during that week alone. There's a, there's a shmira that he needs. Not just the day of the wedding. The seven days uh, through the wedding. But what does the Ramah say? You can't go out bashuk. So Bashuk. Now, uh, the Beishmul in Ebenezer writes, Vasar Lotse Sichidi. It's talking about going outside. So Rabelsky wants to, again, imply from all this that the whole idea of Shmira from Shadim and everything is only when you leave a building, when you're on the outside. He says that you know what's happened. What's happened is because we're worried about Shmira, and, and, and you know his wife is over there in the in the hotel, whatever it is, and he doesn't go to Shul. He ain't been him to Shulvei. We told me Beiso Beisak Nessas Beisak Nessas Lebeiso. Um, so there, that's there was a minig that you don't you, you don't show up in Shul because you don't have a Shomer. Now he says it's true that there are Chachayim from Sivas writes another reason why Chasanim was the minig, it seems, not to go to shul during the first week of Sheba Brachas. Because <laughs> this way, you know, because once he shows up, they're not saying tachnum, we want the tzibur to be able to say tachnum. And the Mishabur brings this down. Anyway, you see from all this that the whole idea is no one's there to accompany him. And from there, Abelski builds his case in terms of Shmir Sahezik uh, for Achayla as well. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.